Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Numbers 32. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that we would listen to wisdom, that we would be willing to take the time to understand the, the problems that wiser people see. We pray that we would be willing to take the time to pass along the wisdom that we have learned we would be able to help other people around us. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Numbers 32. The descendants of Reuben and the descendants of Gad had a very large number of livestock. And they saw the land of Jazer and the land of Gilead, and behold, it was a place for livestock. The descendants of Gad and the descendants of Reuben came, and they said to Moses and to Eleazar the priest and to the leaders of the community, saying, Ataroth, Dibon, Jazer, Nimrah, Heshbon, Elilah, Sebam, Nebo, and Beon, the land that Yahweh struck before the community of Israel, is a land of livestock, and your servants have livestock. They said, If we have found favor in your sight, let this land be given to your servants as property. Do not lead us across the Jordan. But Moses said to the descendants of Gad and to the descendants of Reuben, Will your brothers go to war while you yourselves live here? Why are you discouraging the hearts of the Israelites from crossing into the land that Yahweh gave to them? This is what your fathers did when I sent them from Kadesh Barnea to see the land. When they went up to the valley of Eshkol and saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the Israelites, so that they did not come to the land that Yahweh gave to them. So Yahweh's anger burned on that day, and he swore an oath, saying, the men who went up from Egypt, from those twenty years old and above, will not see the land that I swore with an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, and Joshua, son of Nun, because they followed Yahweh wholly. And Yahweh became angry, and he made them wander in the desert forty years, until the entire generation who did evil in the sight of Yahweh had died. Behold, you stand in the place of your fathers, a brood of sinful men to increase still more Yahweh's fierce anger against Israel. If you turn from following him, he will again abandon them in the wilderness, and you would have destroyed all these people. They came near and said to him, We will build sheep pens here for the flock of our livestock and cities for our little children, but we ourselves will become armed and ready before the Israelites until we have brought them to their place and our little children will live in the fortified cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return to our houses until the Israelites each obtain their inheritance for themselves, for we will not take possession with them from across the Jordan and beyond, because our inheritance has come to us from across the Jordan to the east. So Moses said to them, If you do this thing, if you arm yourselves before Yahweh for the war, and every one of you armed crossed the Jordan before Yahweh until he has driven out his enemies from before him, and the land is subdued before Yahweh. Then afterward you will return and be free of obligation from Yahweh and from Israel, and this land will be your property before Yahweh. But if you do not do so, behold, you have sinned against Yahweh, and know that your sin will find you. Build for yourselves cities for your little children and sheep pens for your flocks. What has gone out from your mouth, you will do. So the descendants of Gad and the descendants of Reuben said to Moses, saying, 
Your servants will do just as my Lord commands. Our little children, our wives, our livestock, and all of our animals will remain in the cities of Gilead. But your servants, everyone who is armed for battle, will cross over before Yahweh to the war, just as my Lord says. So Moses commanded them, Eleazar the priest, Joshua son of Nun, and the heads of the families of the tribes of the Israelites. Moses said to them, If the descendants of Gad and the descendants of Reuben, everyone who is armed for the war, cross over the Jordan before Yahweh, and the land is subdued before you, you will give them the land of Gilead as property. But if they will not cross over with you armed, they will acquire land in your midst in Canaan. The descendants of Gad and the descendants of Reuben answered and said, What Yahweh has commanded your servants, we will do. We ourselves will cross over armed before Yahweh to the land of Canaan, and the property of our inheritance will remain with us beyond the Jordan. So Moses gave to them, to the descendants of Gad, and the descendants of Reuben, and a half of the tribe of Joseph's son Manasseh, the kingdom of Sihon, the king of the Amorites, and the kingdom of Og, the king of Bashan, the land with its cities and their territories, the cities of the surrounding land. The descendants of Gad rebuilt Dibon, Ataroth, and Aroer, and Ataroth Shophan, Jazer, and Jogbaha, and Beth Nimran, and Beth Haran, the cities of Mibzar, and the sheep pens for flocks. The descendants of Reuben rebuilt Heshbon, Elilah, and Kiriathaim, and Nebo, Baal Meon, their names were changed, and Sibma, and they renamed the cities that they rebuilt. The descendants of Maker, son of Manasseh, went to Gilead, and they captured it and drove out the Amorites who were in it. So Moses gave Gilead to Maker, son of Manasseh, and he lived in it. And Jair, son of Manasseh, went and captured their unwalled villages, and he called them Haveth Jair. Noba went and captured Kenath and its villages, and he called it Noba, after his own name. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. The Israelites are getting ready to go into the Promised Land. Moses hasn't died yet, but God has told him he will not get to lead the people into the land. The Israelites are on the east side of the Jordan River. The west side of the Jordan River is the Promised Land. While they are on the east side of the Jordan, they had conquered some people who had attacked them there. So, the tribe of Reuben and Gad and half the tribe of Manasseh decided they rather liked this area because it was good for livestock. So they came together to Moses and Eliezer and requested that they be given this area for their inheritance, rather than being given land inside the Promised Land. That seems like a reasonable request. Since it had already been conquered, and it was good land, why not make use of it? But Moses was very upset by this idea. He sees it as an act of discouraging the whole nation of Israel. It sounds to Moses very much like what the ten spies did when they discouraged the people from going into the Promised Land 40 years earlier. So Moses says, If they turn the people away from the promised land like this, God is going to be very angry. So they replied that they are willing to go into the promised land with the rest of Israel to fight with them to take the promised land. They want to leave their wives and children and animals behind on the east side of the Jordan. They say they will help the rest of the Israelites conquer the promised land, and they won't return home until it is finished. So Moses agrees. They can get things set up for their families to stay on the east side of the Jordan, But they absolutely must go with the rest of the Israelites to conquer the land. And if they don't, Moses says, know that your sin will find you. So they agree. And Moses tells Joshua about the agreement. And Moses tells Joshua that if they don't keep the agreement to help the Israelites conquer the promised land, then they won't get to keep the land on the east of the Jordan. 
The chapter ends with a description of the cities east of the Jordan, which the tribes received. And now for a deeper dive. Does it seem like Moses overreacted here? Sort of sounds like that to me. The request of the two and a half tribes seems very reasonable to me. But then, we have to remember what Moses has seen. He has been trying to get to this promised land for 40 years, and they couldn't because of the people's refusal to enter the promised land. So here, these people are suggesting they not go into the promised land, and that brings all of this back up for Moses. And Reuben and Gad and half of Manasseh didn't start off by saying that they would help the rest of the Israelites take the promised land. They only offer that after Moses responds negatively to their request. So, they may have been thinking originally that they wouldn't help the rest of the Israelites and that they could go ahead with their building projects, turning their land into their homes while the rest of the Israelites were off fighting, which would have been very discouraging to the Israelites. Not just the lack of the extra fighters, but that those tribes already got their inheritance while the other tribes still had to fight for it. So if Moses had just gone along with their plan, it might have gone very badly. Moses brings a lot of wisdom from past experience leading the people, and it sounds like Moses isn't completely convinced that they're going to do as they promised from the instructions he gives to Joshua. So, was this suggestion from these tribes a bad one? I think it was good. God was with those tribes, just like he was with the other tribes. But perhaps it worked out well because Moses took this hard line with them. I expect that we will see the same type of situation from time to time in our lives, where an older person will be upset by something that the younger people think is quite reasonable. But it makes sense to listen to the wisdom and put in the safeguards that will satisfy the older person. Maybe it is an overreaction. But then again, they have seen things that the younger people haven't seen. They have learned some hard lessons that they want to pass along, rather than seeing someone go through the tough times themselves. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.